0: Welcome to The Crossing, the sermon podcast from Washington National Cathedral. We're so glad you're with us, and we hope this week's episode gives you comfort and inspiration. Be sure to check out our other Crossing podcast, Tower Talks, where you can find untold stories from cathedral docents, volunteers, staff, and artists who have each helped make the cathedral into the national treasure we all love. And now, enjoy this week's sermon. Please pray with me we are one in the spirit we are one in the lord we are one in the spirit we are one in the lord and we pray that all unity will one day be restored and they will know we are christians by our love by our love yes they will know we are christians by our love in the name of god Amen. My opening prayer may be familiar to many of you. It's based on a folk hymn that was written by Peter Schultz in the 1960s. It was intended to speak to a nation that was in very troubled times in the 1960s. And what it was trying to say is based on that gospel lesson that you just heard, that they will know we are Christians by our love. That is our one spirit in the Lord. And it was intended in song to theologically lift up some of the most important tenets of our faith. And it was a call to action. You don't need me to tell you that we are living in divisive, painful, heartbreaking, and dangerous times. Yesterday, the 198th mass shooting in this country just since the beginning of the year in Buffalo yet another hate crime based on race and our differences or perceived differences. How long, O oh Lord? And just this past Monday, we told our Borden Bell 1,000 times remembering 1 million-plus lives lost to COVID-19 in this country alone. in the pandemic and the effects of the pandemic are still very much with us. The inequities of our country continue. It wasn't just in the 1960s. We're experiencing it quite vividly in the 2020s. And yes, then there's the war in Ukraine. Where do we find our hope and our way forward? I believe to the core of my being that if you look for the light, you will see the light And if we follow our Lord, we will be the light. Our scriptures appointed for today are both instructive and grounding and hopeful. And that's what I'd like to explore with you this morning. Starting with the Acts of the Apostles, it was a watershed moment in early Christianity, heretofore, the disciples believed that the good news was limited to their folk, their people, their kind. And if you read the 10th chapter of Acts, which I encourage you to do, it tells the story of the conversion of Cornelius Centurion and even the Gentiles, as today's lesson reads. You see, their vision was too small. We have a big God with a big vision. And what he was telling the disciples and what he continues to tell you and me is that all are welcome, no exceptions. No one is unclean or beyond the loving embrace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, it reminded me of that wonderful passage in Isaiah where the prophet says, see, I'm about to do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? God was doing a new thing And it took them all by surprise. And I would posit the view that we're gathered today because they widened the net, expanded their mission field. And we are here today as heirs of what began two centuries ago. In writing about that passage, Peter Gomes made the point that Peter's making the point, incredible as it may seem, that God's love and spirit extend beyond the chosen particular circle of time and place, that the true miracle, the true gift, is that God gives himself in Christ by the witness of the spirit to all people, in all places, and at all times. We need not be bound by the parochial division of time, space, or circumstance. I love this story in Acts, in part because we're the inheritors of that. And I've read it so many times, but in reading it this time, I did so with a different lens, the lens of the past two-plus years of the pandemic and I realized that God is doing a new thing right here, right now, if we can only perceive it, and if only we can follow God's lead. Think about it with me for a moment. Pre-pandemic, we'd been live streaming our services, and Typically, a couple hundred people would worship with us live, and maybe by the end of the week, 1,500 people had worshiped with us, and we gave God thanks for that great blessing that we were able to extend beyond the four walls, or however many there are in this great cathedral, to people around the country. And then COVID happened, and then the Easter 2020 happened, There were none of you in here, there were only a handful of people. But on Easter 2020, over 55,000 people were worshiping live. And when all was said and done, we estimate that over a million people worshiped with us or participated in that service in some way. That was a whole new landscape. God was doing a new thing. If only we could perceive it. In the famous words of that other prophet, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You see, we too were no longer bound by a physical building. Our congregation, our mission field, has no boundaries. Today, several hundred are with us in worship this morning in the nave, and I'm so happy to see you. But even in that, I know, looking at this camera, that four to 5,000 people are worshiping with us live just as I speak, and that by the end of the week, 35,000 people will have worshiped with us. God is doing an extraordinary new thing. And technology may connect us, but it's incumbent upon you and me to build community to deepen relationships so that the transforming love of God and Christ can help bring about the beloved community in our time, to bring healing to a broken and hurting world. And that takes us to our gospel lesson from the Gospel of John. Jesus is gathered with his disciples at what would be the Last Supper, and he's taking what will be his farewell words to them to embody and to tell them the most important things they must do to carry on his reconciling work of love when he's no longer present with them. He washes their feet And he tells them, if you remember nothing else, remember this, that you are to love one another as I have loved you. And it is by that love, that self-sacrificial love, that people will know that you are my disciples. And what does that love look like? How do we live that? How do we model that? I wanna lift up just a few examples this morning, and I hope as I do so, you'll think about how that's happening in your own life, the new things that God is doing in your life, in your community. And I start with a story very specific to our resident cathedral congregation pre-pandemic. 2018, a member of our community had been suffering with kidney failure for years and had gotten to be a pretty desperate situation. And she knew that unless she got an organ transplant, she didn't have much longer to live. She was having nightly dialysis every night. And she made an appointment to visit with my dear friend and our vicar, Dana Crusello to share her story. And God bless Dana Crusello and her faithfulness. She thought, well, why don't we just put your need out there? And so she wrote her story and put it out there in our congregation newsletter. And I thought, Dana, you have the biggest heart of anyone I know but I'm not sure how likely for success that approach is gonna be. But God had another idea, and the Holy Spirit touched the heart of a member of our 20s and 30s group, Ethan Bishop. He didn't know this person, but the Holy Spirit moved him to donate one of his kidneys. He donated a kidney, she received a kidney. Fast forward, Ethan today is a deacon in the Episcopal Church. Our congregation member, she's alive and well. Love one another as I have loved you. Moving into our pandemic time, As we were trying to figure out how to catch up with the Holy Spirit and tend this new flock that had found us and were journeying with us, we started a national and international coffee hour, virtual, happens at 1.30 every Sunday. And this community is all across the country and literally around the world On Sundays at 1.30, we talk about the sermon that was preached. Be gentle. I'll see you in an hour and a half. These people have formed community. They love one another. They pray with one another. They rejoice in celebrations. They weep together in sorrows. And out of that group, a subgroup formed. And they meet every Thursday night. They call themselves the Lamplighters. and this group of about 20, have had pastoral needs that were serious needs. That's part of what united them and brought them together. They have suffered death, illness, job loss, food insecurity, housing insecurity, So many things, but they are united by technology. They've never met one another, but I tell you, they are a united community of faith within a community of faith, walking with one another, supporting one another in every conceivable way. I call you to love one another as I have loved you. In a final example, earlier this week, I spoke with our former seminarian, Leslie Rohrbach. Her daughter, Jillian, is a teacher at a boarding school on the West Coast, and it has many international students, including students from Russia and the Ukraine. And she shared a story about one of her students named Andrew, who's 16, from the Ukraine, who's obviously terrified about all the people he knows and loves in his home country. And he received a call from one of his dear friends and peers who just needed to hear his voice because she was embarking on a two-hour walk from Ukraine to Poland to save her life. She had the few possessions she could carry with her, but she was terrified, so she called Andrew, and he stayed on the phone with her, step by step for two hours until she came to safety. Just like the good shepherd, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff that comfort me. Love one another as I have loved you. You see, it is that love that can change hearts, that can build the beloved community as it was always intended to be. Because love is more powerful than hate or fear or anything that seeks to divide us. And it is the love of Jesus Christ that if we can only follow his way, his teachings, person by person, bit by bit, we will build the kingdom of God in our time and in our place. Technology connects us, community unites us. Walking hand in hand together, we can do this. We must do this. We will walk with each other, we will walk hand in hand. We will walk with each other, we will walk hand in hand. And together, we'll spread the news that God is in this land. And they know, they'll know they know that we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Amen.